Welcome back to Three Dads Talking About Anime. We uh, we hope you've enjoyed all of our episodes up to this point. If you haven't, we apologize and hope that maybe this one is the one that you do enjoy. I'm Chest, a.k.a. Chest. Who else is hanging out with me, chatting away, and shooting the breeze tonight? I'm Cole. And I'm Ben. <laughs> I threw you off for a second. You thought I was going to halt and give you all space to talk, but I just kept going. Uh, I didn't feel thrown off. You did. You raised your eyebrows. I saw the red. Saw eyebrows. Oh, raised. no. They're always that high on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thank a real you. problem. He's going to the doctor next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's like Johnny's feet. You just don't talk about it. I love when he talks about Take it. Take that, Johnny. Yeah, take that. Johnny, I only say that because you've (laughs) talked about it multiple times. I know you listen to all of our episodes without fail. How y'all been? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a story. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, so... Tell that story. There I was at work. and surprise. It was towards the end of the day, and... Uh, one of the uh, supervisors came out and said, hey, so-and-so, can I talk with you? Um, and it, everything seemed casual and you know, nonchalant. And a different coworker was like, uh, it, she always makes this joke, oh, so-and-so is getting fired. And oh, we're, gosh, all, no. we're all like <laughs> laughing. And I, and I walked out of my office and I was like, I was like, one of these times the person is actually going to get fired and you're going to feel horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, but yeah, no, it, it was super casual and whatever. Um, like 15 minutes later, the supervisor came out and he was just like, so, um, so-and-so is no longer going to be working here. And I, I almost started laughing because I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's screwing with us because he overheard our conversation. And then about two minutes later, I realized that person just got fired. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is horrible, but very funny. Yeah. The, the coworker who had said it had a horrified look on her face. And I was like, oh, man. Oh. That's one of those moments you're, that's very awkward. It's that hilarious comedic timing moment of terribleness. But you're just yes. glad you're not the one that said it. Oh, man. Yeah. I. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's my uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> what the crap. Uh, well, I actually have a question oh. for uh, for Culpster. I ate oh, soup tonight, and I want to know how the soup that you made went. There's a lot of context to this question. There is. Should but we I share that context, or just answer the question? Well, you're better at summary, so I won't share it because we'll be here for two hours. Uh, well, I don't really remember how it started. I think I was just texting you guys saying, you know what I missed? It was missed... out of the blue. It yeah. was out of the blue, that's for sure. Okay. So I just said, I just texted the fellas and I said, you know what I miss a whole lot? I miss a certain soup that we used to get at uh, the college we went to. It was called chicken tortilla soup. And if you get chicken tortilla soup at restaurants, it's very different than what we had. 
This one is more of a cream-based one. It was so good. And I just wanted mm-hmm. it. I just wanted it real bad. And I was like, yeah, who, who can I text to? Because my wife didn't go to the college we went to, so she didn't care. So I was like, I bet the guys will care. The dads will care. We and do so care. I texted him, and I said, I miss this soup. And then, like, 30 minutes later, after some conversation back and forth, Ben's like, you know, I know the person who used to make it, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> let me just More text her. More than her. Right. I'm not, I didn't, I'll let Ben tell the, the relationship with that. But, uh, yeah, Ben texted this person, and he got the recipe. Ben, who is this person? Who is this, original recipe. Who is this angel that was able to get me this recipe? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, first of all, when Colt texted that, I said some snarky response of like, oh, yeah, I have it in like my back pocket or something. Or, <laughs> you know, like, like, why would we have that? Because he asked if we had the recipe or something. Yeah, you and, did. You asked if we oh, had it. Really? <laughs> like, why would we like, have that? It's of course we don't have it. And then right after I'm thinking, you know what? There's one person in the world who might still have it. And it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I texted her. Uh, she ran the kitchen there at the college for a long time. And I texted her. I was like, okay, random request. Uh, would Do you happen to have any recipes from, uh, you know, Emmaus meals? And she's like, if it was a meal cooked when I was there, I have the recipe. <laughs> and I'm like, how about chicken tortilla soup? She's like, let me check. And I think that same day I had the recipe and I sent it to Kolb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I you, was. You texted something like "boys," and then we just knew. <laughs> we just knew it was coming because you were like, "Boys, I have it," and we're like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh yeah. And then Kolb sent us this disgusting video of the spoons <laughs> oh. stirring the soup. <laughs> yeah. It was like slopping around. <laughs> 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 so gross. Yeah, those sounds were awful, but I was excited that I was making it. And uh, how did, to answer how did it turn out? Yeah, to answer that question, it was a valiant effort. I'll give it that. Okay. It seemed like what, all the, uh, what all was the valiant and what went wrong. All the ingredients seemed to be properly, you know, cut up and measured out because the taste was there. Like I. I forget which one of you said he didn't really eat it when we were there, but it has a nice like uh, burning in your throat kind of, you know, cayenne, cumin, whatever that kind of pepper it's, is. It's basically whiskey then. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I put a whole lot of whiskey in there, so. But... Yeah. No. Well, there you go. <laughs> to your kids. <laughs> Here you go, kids. Here's right. my so, full-on Jack Daniels chicken tortilla soup. It was a valiant effort because the tastes were all there mostly, but for some reason, I don't know if I put them in too late or I didn't buy the right type of tortilla. The tortillas just kind of turned to mush. And now, so for clarity, this mushy... is tortilla like strips, not like obviously tortillas, like the chip, tortilla chips. No, I the the recipe called for three tortilla shells that you cut up into strips. Mm. Oh, are you serious? Like a yes. like a taco tortilla? That's what I assumed. And maybe I read it wrong, but I'm pretty I sure that's what it said. I always assumed it was tortilla 
like the those little bags of tortilla strip chips that you get. It's not what it's called. It very well. I'm pretty sure it. that's the issue. Probably called. right. Yeah, that's probably. But, right. I, I, but that's if you threw a flour tortilla in there, it's gonna take. It's definitely gonna sog up. Sog up. Is sog up. Absolutely, what it did. I'm pulling up the recipe now. <laughs> it says add three tortillas cut in short, thin strips. That's bizarre. We need to, we need to say... get your mother-in-law to weigh in on that. Yeah, I would love for I that will to check happen. in. Yep. But anyway, I, it I turned it turned like into mush, that. and it was yeah. so un, unappetizing. Like even if you tried to eat around it, the mush just kind of filtered into the rest of the soup, and it was overall a bust. But it was a valiant effort. It's good. You should try again. I oh, I definitely will. Uh, once I hear back from Ben's mother-in-law through Ben, uh, what? The solution is to that. I will definitely try. All right, I'll look into it. Nice. Um, ben, did I ever tell you the time your father-in-law scared the crap out of me in Chicago in a random parking lot? Oh no, I don't think you did, or I don't so, remember. Ben's father-in-law is a very large, imposing figure. He's a Im- he's a imposing was the word I was going to use. They see accurate. Me and Pal were stopping at a Giordano's in Chicago at near the airport, dropping off some family that had just stayed with us. I'm getting in my car, and all I hear is this booming voice. What do you think you're doing? Are coming across the parking lot at me. And I'm like, I'm in Chicago. Like, who who is yelling at me? And I like <laughs> literally almost jumped so high i like hit the roof of the of the hatchback car that i'm driving and i turn around and it's your father-in-law just like dying laughing across the parking lot and then he comes over and says hey because he's a wonderful human being but he just like terrified me because i thought somebody was gonna get mugged in chicago in a in a pizza parking lot so who does oh, that's that? funny i have yeah he scared the crap out of me man i haven't heard that story yeah i have no stories like that like in, until like really getting to know him i had zero interactions with him like That's beforehand so, so i just viewed him as that imposing intimidating yikes it's the dad of the girl i'm interested in type thing yeah um, he would be intimidating but we we got close pretty fast it was it was cool 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 you know yeah he's a I've I have yet to meet anybody that's like I don't like said father-in-law although they're they're not his father. They're he is not their father-in-law, but he's loved by everybody. Oh. oh. I, I thought you were saying you haven't met any father-in-law you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not true. I specifically meant your father-in-law is a well-loved person that okay. everybody speaks fondly yeah. of i don't yeah. remember ever meeting someone that's like oh i didn't like when he was dean oh sure everybody loves him so it's good he's a good mm-hmm. dude same for your mother-in-law agreed she's, she's a good cook especially victor victor loves loves your in-laws if i yeah. remember correctly yep. yes that's very accurate yep yeah, they're good. great people for sure it's good stuff yeah well hopefully she'll respond with the tortilla and <laughs> we will get this cleared up Super, super fast. Yes, please. Well, boys, we're we're starting back 
into a show that we like. We like this show. We do we, like this show. We took a break uh, for some very valid scheduling reasons. Threw in some friends, had some laughs, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. time to come back to our favorite detective plurals qu- detectives question mark lord of crime and detective i don't know what you want to call the pair we mm-hmm. are back in moriarty we decided we were originally going to just speed on through uh as one season because that's how you would watch it now but it was actually released in a part one part two one two punch and so we were we had some things come up and we're like you know what let's break it up let's break it up so we broke it up and we're jumping back in uh, the cliffhanger that happened was we just met Sherlock's brother, and now we're launching straight into a little escapade that involves his brother. So there you go. That's all the setup I'm going to give, because then I'll just skip like two-thirds of the episode, like I've done in the past. I'll let Cole jump in. Anytime oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the episode starts, well, the episode's called A Scandal in the British Empire, Act 1. And there's a real problem that has started, and that is John's getting fatter. <laughs> yes. That is how it starts. I Multiple people that. tell him that he's gained seven half pounds. A, seven pounds. Is that what that is? I think it was seven. It was Wait, seven what you, something. What are you going to say? Okay. It was seven pounds is what it told the translate to so again i'm watching the english version just so i can try to hook my wife into watching it with me so you know it's on she hears english words she loves the bbc show so anyway they call it half a stone he's gained a half a stone i don't know translate to seven and a half pounds that might be what it is (laughs) maybe one stone is 15 pounds but half a stone weird what a weird way to dub that I bet that's the actual British term, half a stone, but whatever. Could be. But anyway, John's getting a little bigger. Sherlock notices, and Mycraft, Mycroft, comes Minecraft. to the to the apartment building, and he notices also that John is getting a little bigger. But that's not why he's there. He didn't come to say, hey, John, you're getting fat. See ya. He didn't do that. He actually wanted to meet up with Sherlock, and meet up he does. He does. He shoots him <laughs> in the face. Well, before that, yeah. before he shoots him, there's a good little fight scene. Yeah. A little, a little back and forth. Straight to shoot him. Yeah, they have a little exchange, and Sherlock uh, tries his kick again that he used in the theater, uh, that kind of to put the hands down and kick up, and Mycroft easily blocks it and has the look of like, Really, Shirley? You know, I've seen this a thousand times. <laughs> he um, actually calls him Shirley. Is, he does. <laughs> That's the impression I got. And then he, yes, shoots him in the forehead. And I mean, I, I don't think there was a, a second any of us doubted that this was some kind of play gun or something. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. And but still, John Watson is standing behind Mycroft like, oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sherlock, <are> you OK? <laughs> So that's what it is. And then it's, they laughed and laughed. The world's first well, paintball. One of them laughed. Yeah, seriously. That's what I thought, too. But no. Sherlock is not having that. He does not like that at all. 
and we learn a little bit about Mycroft. He's a uh, he's a lot smarter than I feel like other representations of him are. Y'all would be the judge. I, I agree with that. I agree. I, can't, I don't know that. So not only not only is he an imposing guy, also just like Ben's father-in-law, uh, with his action, with his physical abilities, with his ties to the government, but also he's got the wit of Sherlock as of uh, you know Sherlock. So yeah, Mycroft is. I do uh, love. Great guy. I love that he calls him Shirley. Character. <laughs> like consistently, that's all that he calls him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he seems like a powerhouse character. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't yeah. know if I'm missing anything, but the next thing in my notes is that when Mycroft meets up with another one of the characters we've had, is there anything in, in the interchange between him and Sherlock while they're in the apartment? Yes, he tells him to beware of women. Yeah, that's, oh, it. that's pretty much that. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of important. That's <laughs> which it's so it's it's important because it's so weird. He showed up just to say, hey, FYE, be wary of women. All right, peace out. And he just leaves. <laughs> and you're like, that's why you came? What? Right. So to reiterate, this is the way the scene goes. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, John, you're fat. Hey, Sherlock. Let's... <laughs> Bam, I shot in the head. Hey, watch out for those ladies. Bye. Bye. Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then That's Sherlock, like, yeah. being a classic younger brother of just like, stupid older brother. Why has it got to be so good? I guess I guess this is a scene where John learns that Sherlock has an older brother. But who cares? We're yeah. not John. We already knew that he was his brother. That's yeah. right. You're fat, John. <laughs> You're getting large there, John. Seven and a half pounds. <laughs> yep. It was funny that two characters commented within a, like two minutes of each other. <laughs> It's like, man, really punching him in the gut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so from there, it does move on pretty quick. Yep. So from there, yeah, Mycroft does meet with a certain other person. Another person who I didn't know was in the military. Did you guys know he was in the military? Yes, from the boat episode. He is uh-huh. referenced as uh, whatever he is, uh, lieutenant, colonel, Le- colonel. Left- colonel. Lieutenant? Uh, in he's sub, right-handed. he's a colonel. Yeah, really. I think he's a he's a he's labeled colonel. Okay. Um, well, it's Albert. Two colonels. But it's it's the only reason I remember is because he sits down with a random person on the boat and they're talking about the ballet that's going to happen. That guy calls him a colonel. Okay. Oh. But it was like a it was like a throwaway thing. I don't know why my brain stuck on it, but I I did remember he was in the army. But yeah. That was kind of a plot twist, a little bit of like, oh, things are getting spicy. Yeah. So Mycroft meets with Albert Moriarty, that is. James. So another Holmes Albert and Moriarty James. connection here. And he tells him, hey, Albert, Lieutenant slash Colonel Albert, Irene Adler, a character that most people know, he said this word for word, has stolen some <laughs> secret documents. Your job now, because you're such a great guy at fighting opioids, the opioid crisis here in London, is to get those back and also to do something else. Liquidate her. Oh, there it is. That's what it says. What did it say in dub? Did did it say liquidate? 
Yeah, that's a hilarious way of saying that. Yeah, it's menacing. Yeah. You can't just say eliminate, eliminate like every other no. person in the world. <laughs> no, it's just like liquidating assets. Sure. Or ice. Yeah. Yep. yep and absolutely. ice. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anything you want to talk does... about in those scenes? Because I can just keep on going. Yeah, I think they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, I say we keep going. All right, let's keep going. So, after that scene, a certain person sends a message to Sherlock and Watson. And Sherlock does some investigating skills with the paper, blah, blah, blah. Boring for me to talk about, but interesting to watch. So just go watch the yeah. episode. But anyway. Yeah. Detective stuff. He meets up with this guy who turns out to be the king of Bohemia. Yep, the king of and Bolivia. This... Bo... Yeah. <laughs> and this king has a task for Sherlock. Now, before we figure out who this person is, uh, did you guys think the mask was ridiculous? Yes. Oh, like, every mask like that is ridiculous. Like, the, it's like the Lone Ranger mask. Like it's yes. just his eyes, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's a disguised Mr. Clark Kent over there with they'll his glasses." Never, yeah, right. they'll never know. They'll who never is. know who I am. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like covering his nose and eyeballs. Yep. That's it. Yep. I always think those masks are ridiculous. Agree. Yeah. So that person is wearing that mask. They take it off. They're like, "Oh, it's you, King of Bohemia." So the King of Bohemia is like, whoa, I get there's some pictures out there of me in some very precarious areas. Uh, and I'm gonna get married to another lady. I need you to get that picture back. And for your and payment, you're Sherlock straight, thinks huh? that's hilarious, oh, yeah. by the way. <laughs> he totally mocks the dude. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's like, Man, I like this lady. <laughs> Yes, fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> he like flat out point, la- like just laughs in his face at this, and I thought that was hilariously on brand for Sherlock. Yeah, very true. But he does he does present some large coin. Yeah, big old bag, literal coins. Yes, gold coins, three hundred British pounds worth, with a seven hundred more if he completes his mission. That's a thousand pounds. I think he said in like, this one would be like in paper. I think like he would, he, he'd pay him after in like normal money, but here's 300 gold coins. Write him a check. Some literally something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So Sherlock and Watson payment. Take that case. But wait, we find out actually the King of Bohemia is. Who is it, boys? Our lady. Our lady in waiting. Lady Adelaide. <laughs> lady Marmalade. Lady Claire. <laughs> yep. It's the lady that Sherlock is trying to find. Anders. What's her name? Anders. Oh, is it Anders? And. and- Antle- no, there's an Ant- L in there somewhere. Antlers. Antlers. I- Irene Adler. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're I'm tired correct. of these shenanigans. Uh, throwing the right answer. We were struggling. 
<laughs> Did you guys really not know, or are you just joking around? Yeah, I, I, I was not going to get it. I thought it was Anders. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were all just joking around. No. I mean, no. I was joking because I didn't know. So, so you're, you're both right. Ben, as the resident um, Sherlock Holmes expert here, you and me, Ooh. apparently, because Chess has seen nothing. So uh, just not me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> What is your what is your take on this character? Not in this show, but the character in general. Is she in other stuff? She's in the movies and the show. Gotcha. Yeah, I I don't I never liked this character. Great. I anything, I just No, I just I just I don't like the constant I don't know where she stands. And I get that's the point of her character, but it's just so I'm already feeling the same thing here, like even after our episode. So what's really going on? Who who actually can trust her or who who is she deceived? At, you know, so I don't know. I, I I think they did well with how they utilized the character in the show, but I've I've never really enjoyed her character. Hmm. OK, I'm the same way. I find her so annoying in both in the BBC show and the movies. Yeah, I just, I, again, I understand, like you said, I understand that's what she's for. She's supposed to be there to toy with Sherlock, but I just don't like that. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, at least we have a good two-thirds opinion on that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate for it to have just been all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, they're so going to go- her house. I'm going to have to go binge all of Sherlock just so I can start contributing to these conversations. <laughs> It'll be too late. You've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never mean it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do go to their house. So this actually struck me and maybe this is normal for you guys, but the fact that they just knew where she lived was weird to me. Cause I thought she was supposed to be like, I don't know, in hiding or something, but they just waltz up to her house. They got the address. Uh, the king gave them the address. Yep, you're right. He did give them an address, which Still is I weird thought, to me. Like, I why agree. is she just out in the open if she's supposed to have stolen something crazy? Well, yeah. Well, because she's trying to set him up. But I do agree that it would seem odd that he just has the exact address of something right. so big and. Imp- but then again, why wouldn't he just send his men to go get her? That's my question. If that was actually the king, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why? If you're a king, why don't you just send like a bunch of people over there and get it? Yeah, I don't know. But they they didn't see through it, at least not at the beginning. Um, Which, according to you guys, is kind of her whole plot point. She's a blind spotish, like messing with Sherlock thing. So. She's a deceiver. That's that seems to be her. Not nice role. People should not do that. I I I agree. So yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, (laughs) they do show up and try a pretty classic ploy, though. There's a plumbing issue. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Hey, some people fixed some plumbing. This guy stole some stuff. (laughs) Need to come in. I brought him in handcuffs. I know. <laughs> it's like Sherlock, come on, dude. Yeah. What is this? I wanted you... him to be around to help. 
tell me they I uh, yeah I but it was it was funny I didn't, it was it didn't really bother it was humorous me. yeah it was humorous in a way I guess now that I know that's the point of her character it makes sense but it was humorous for me having not been as familiar with her character because she's the one pulling the strings at least at the beginning like seeing Sherlock have these plans that he's like oh my word she thought she knew you're like yeah of course she knew she set you up and so like he had he has these plans and he throws out a smoke bomb and like it doesn't work and you're like and he's like befuddled as to why it's not working and it's funny to see him like like oh no like this was supposed to work and then it it doesn't so it's it is funny seeing him kind of caught flat-footed uh greed amazing (laughs) (laughs) hilarious but yeah i mean to summarize what happens they go in she pretends to let them in like without knowing and then she has the picture and then she sets fire to her own house while they pretend to set fire to her house to then blame sherlock and have an excuse to go stay with him at his place so and the landlady is very, very happy about that. She is. And by that, she is not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this, is this a normal thing? Like the landlady, no. this girl attention? Or is the landlady I've, even a thing in the other stuff? Well, Mrs. Hudson is a character, but I've always remembered her as an older woman. Yes. That not a not, could not lady. be possible love interest. But this one seems like she could be a love interest. And she definitely acts yep. that way. It makes for a better anime. Let's oh, just, yeah. Let's just be honest. I, I, yeah. I, this, this change is one that I don't complain about. A young Mrs. Hudson. I agree. I agree. I'm with you there. She is very fiery. So I love that. it. She is. She stands up for herself. Yeah. No, I think that's good. It's a good, uh, uh, good element. Yeah. Acceptable change. But yeah. <laughs> Irene moves in because she, they burned her house down. They sure did. That's her deal. <laughs> I'm going to go live with you now. That seems logical. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, maybe we're just not from that culture, but <laughs> you burn my house down, I'm going to move in with these two single dudes. <laughs> well, so Irene begin- is beginning definitely of a, sitcom. a manipulator, so it would have happened that way no matter what. That's true. That's true. Did y'all expect the reasons for her moving in to be what they were? Or were you like, what did you think the reasons would be for why she wanted to go live with them? I'm not sure I understand your question. So she, it's revealed, I don't think this reveals too much. It's revealed that she wants to go live with them so that she's actually close to Sherlock. But I was, again, there's no really reason for this. I assumed because of how she was just being portrayed that she was going to try to take something or get something from Sherlock. And this was a ploy to get in close to him, but it's actually for her protection. Why she's doing this. So is that, did y'all have a thought as to why she would might try to go live with them? Or was it like just kind of taken as it comes? Uh, it's the same thing. Since we know, I'm speaking for myself, I guess, since I know her character is that of the manipulating lady who just tries to win Sherlock's heart to destroy it later, I knew like that's what it was. 
You know, she's just trying to get in there so she can do stuff like that. So it wasn't a shock that she wormed her way into their apartment. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I land there as well. Along, kind of towards the end of your deal there, kind of more just along for the ride, but just more curious what it is she gonna is she going to try to manipulate him into mm. um gotcha. but yeah then it kind of took us through almost like a montage like they were going shopping and she was oh, taking yeah. him here and there and in each scene he's trying like what he's trying to figure out what what is the purpose here what is she trying to do and which plays into that character that y'all are saying that she is of like manipulative and deceiving him and creating issues for his life. So it makes sense. Makes sense that there's this montage because she she even throws a wrench in the plans and like shows some genuine human humani- humanity by saving this woman, this little this young girl that not young girl, young woman that falls into a like a channel, a water channel. And he's like, crap, like she actually does care and blah, 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 blah. So it like throws his uh, profile off that he's making of her in his brain. Um, but you, you as the viewer do know like, okay, she's not good. They're just showing that she does care about something. That's all that this is showing basically. So. Yeah. 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 I'd say of all the representations of this character, uh, this version is the best. Because you're you're wondering, does she actually care? Because in the other ones, you don't think she cares about anything but herself. Here, she actually seems like she has some sort of principle when it comes to the class structure, at least. Some, yeah. like a personal principle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the whole context of both these episodes, I I would agree with that. Because just that incident in isolation, I was just I was still just thinking, okay, what what is it she's trying to portray or not th- I didn't think she actually cared about this individual, but like thinking through that whole scene and then later like conversations with Albert, it's like, okay, yeah, I I think she might be more of a character i'm i'm interested in and has a bit more of a heart for other people i will say for that scene though um uh, and maybe it's just because it happened so fast but i'm drawn the characters that immediately act to save somebody and sherlock was not one of them um so i thought that was a little bit of a not that he was like in the running for my favorite character i really like his character but he's not uh, so him not immediately jumping to save that girl was disappointing to me. Um, but maybe it's just because Irene was so darn fast. <laughs> that is a cur- <laughs> if, if you look up her profile, it does say she's a fast person. A fast and, person. And okay. we know from history that Victorian dresses are easy to move around in. And also easy to true. swim in. And easy to swim in. Yeah. yeah. That's a known fact, actually. These are all... Have you have you back. ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Caribbean. Caramel. Caribbean. Caramel. Caramel. Throwback. Throwback. <laughs> um, wow, it was like a year ago. I know. Isn't Sorry, that guys. isn't that in the first one when Elizabeth jumps <laughs> off 
like in the dress and and uh she doesn't and, drop uh, she gets she her corset she is too tight and she loses her breath oh, she falls off she the flips cliff. come on she falls off the cliff that's right it's been a long time since i've seen the crystal black pro yeah first one's still good first, first one, one is good. still very good i was yeah. actually thinking about that the other day i don't know why i had a thought about that series i was like the first one still holds up y'all it does it, it ha- i saw that it one in theaters holds up very well yeah same dude same so good yeah so good oh Relax i remember that one because Go i was on. watching andor and one of the characters is in the the second or third pirates as will uh will's dad <laughs> what are the remember? characters that's stellan skarsgård's he's a huge actor yeah oh he is a huge actor yeah he is he does something very bad in one movie that i will never forgive him for is it thor when he runs around without his pants <laughs> that's in thor too actually <laughs> uh close okay he runs around with that shirt no <laughs> Cole, you know it's i'm assuming be i know arthur. i don't i don't know oh yeah is well, he is yeah. he in king arthur he kills tristan yeah no good gosh yeah <laughs> That's the yeah. that's the only thing that I could think of that would unite y'all so much that Cole would. I've never let that it. go, but he is fantastic. I mean, he's he's good in almost everything I've seen him. In. He's fantastic in Andor. He might be my favorite character in that show, actually. Yeah, I I haven't finished it, but from what I've seen, he's he's really doing a phenomenal yeah. job. He does great. Um, I'm gonna specifically put on the description. I never do this, so. For you listeners, it won't be there, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna have to put on there that there specifically is King Arthur spoils in this episode. <laughs> very, very poor Clive Owen version. Nineteen year old movie. If you've not seen the Clive oh, Owen King Arthur, just FYI, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, Ben, we're that's, old now. We're getting there. Oh my word! To make it. Nine, you ever have those moments of just like, dude, I feel so old. Every day. I just had one. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> That's nice. It's good. Wow. My favorite movie is 19 years old. <laughs> I mean, when you put He's it that Pirates way, from it Caribbean actually. from 2004 too? Or is that 2003? But that would make it 20 years old. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. But right. It's funny because when you say my favorite movie is 19 years old. 2003. It doesn't actually sound that bad because, like, if your favorite movie is Star Wars, then that's really old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Fair so point. it's more of just like the the reference of like what you were going through when you watched it and why it became your favorite movie. And you're like, oh crap, I was this this old when I saw this, and now I'm wow. I've gone through 19 years of life. Yeah. So that's yeah. I so. saw that with johnny for the first time i was in his living room and he said he told me before we watched it, he's like this is a so i never i still have never seen this movie in theaters that's that's on my bucket list actually uh how would you get, make that happen it just like rent a theater out or something um small theater dude maybe for your 50th birthday we can rent out a theater you know and yeah. next, next year let's do that before <laughs> <my 50th birthday. laughs> maybe you're 
35th birthday. How about that? I mean, yeah. in four years. Yeah. Or next year when we all get together uh, for part of the weekend, we find a local theater that we rent can rent out. out to watch. I'll watch a movie that two of us love. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we will tell the theater owner, we're going to watch this movie because this is how these two guys met on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's been how do we get segment. here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a so diversion! Let's, let's end that episode quickly. Uh, the shopping spree is over. She saves the girl. Yeah. They go home, and then as she's going back into the Sherlock's apartment, a certain person puts an envelope in her jacket and uh, leaves. That person is Albert. We don't know what the envelope says. Yeah. Next episode. Yeah nice. these these episodes feed into each other really easily. Um. They it, it continues straight on, and um, whew, I'm actually blanking. Is there anything right at the beginning before the party? Yeah, Albert is talking with Moria James and Lewis, and he's talking about right. how yeah, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. share the same background, they share the same family and wealth and stuff. It's as if they are all James Moriarty which was very, yes. very poetic. And I didn't quite understand it, but it was very sinister at the same time. And I liked it. Yeah. Agreed to yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, I don't think I realized that his middle name was James. Oh, is it? I've... That's how he introduced I himself. I don't remember. I, I, I didn't catch Yeah. That. He did introduce himself as that. And he says his middle name was James. His, his middle name was James. And so I was confused if that was accurate or if he's now just saying that. Hmm. But anyway, it doesn't necessarily yeah. matter, but yeah. just a little thing. Yeah. But yeah, so from there, we go to a classy fundraising party. Um, something I'll never afford to be able to go to. Um, <laughs> there's There's actually one happening like in real life near me for like an organization that my friend's a, a big part of. And when I asked her how much the tickets were, all she said was expensive. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, so not for me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so that's how it Hint felt. Was taken, like, friend. Yeah. Seriously. Like I want to support your organization. You're like, you can't afford to, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> so that's nice. They're doing a murder mystery dinner literally the same thing literally what? Isn't that crazy yeah they literally oh. are doing the same thing they it's at this actually i know the owner of the the place so i could probably get him for free but um he's doing he's throwing a murder mystery dinner party where you pay for a ticket and then they, you get like a few fancy drinks and cocktails and stuff thrown in and you just go and play a murder mystery thing and all the proceeds go to this organization so pretty cool little thing um yeah. But that's pretty much exactly what happens. There is a Lord of Crime. So it's thematic around the real life that's happening. There's a Lord Ooh. of Crime that's been selected. And you got to figure out who it is. And he's going to start, quote unquote, air quotes, murdering people. And those people, once they get murdered, have to reveal who they are in real life and give their most valuable piece of like jewelry or clothing or something as a donation that they'll sell and then give to the proceeds of this wonderful charitable thing. And Moriarty 
Colonel Moriarty gets murdered first because the Lord of Crime is a vindictive, arrogant little jerk. Basically. Yep. Yep. He's a yeah, baron. Like he's it. a baron of something. I didn't like his character at all. He seemed like a jerk. <laughs> well, it, it falls in line with certain other characters that we've seen already in the show, and we'll explain yeah, what mean, that means. The bad guys. Yeah. Right. Certain certain bad aristocrats that get killed by other certain guys in this show. The Baron falls <laughs> into that that area. Exactly. Which I just realized now you said that they did lean into a lot giving us the same tells because in the past they've told us what they've done so that at least you're like oh yeah they're a bad dude now we just kind of take their word for it that the people they're killing are bad people you know what i mean well albert because they don't what does he say he wait well let's jump into that so albert's killed first and then some other person raises their hand they're like oh i've been killed also i have so they go upstairs that person in disguise pause people are confused they're like oh when did he get over there but or when did like I can't believe they killed two people. So yeah. it was not actually actually a murder. So that other person who was murdered in the game goes up the stairs with Albert. Surprise! It's someone in disguise. Who is it? Irene! Irene! She's there Irene. at the party. And we now we realize, oh, that's what the envelope said from the last episode. So Irene is dressed up like a man. Talks like a woman still. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, and then from there, Albert kind of goes into his spiel where he's like, his spiel where he's like, the government wants those papers back. And she says, hey, I'll give them back to you, but I have some conditions. Jess, what are those conditions? <laughs> uh, she wants to get away scot-free and have no consequences, basically. Right. Secured. She needs to know that her safety is secured and that she will not be put in jail for theft. Which he swats down from the government's angle. He's like, yeah, nope, pass. Yeah, on behalf of the government, no. <laughs> Which actually surprised me. Did not expect that that's what he was going to say, but he flat out was like, nope. Yeah. Next. He was, he was the man and... It, everything Albert was doing was great. I was thoroughly enjoying it. He didn't, <laughs> didn't at some point he say like, this is not a negotiation. He said, I feel like he said something like that. And I was just like, oof. He probably did. Rough. He flat out told I think, Oh, at, at the end, he's like, he said, you're out of options and time. Yeah. Yep, and you're that. like, Oh gosh, like you no room for argument. You're going to die or get arrested or something if you don't show up at this place that I just told you. Yeah, he so flat out like, tells her his orders are get these papers and liquidate you. Yep. Kill you. Yep. Yeah. But does he does he ever say what the dude who uh, spoiler, he the dude dies, the Lord of Crime dies. The and Lord he, of Crime in base. the game actually dies. Yes. And that's Albert showing the Irene like, "Hey, I don't play around. I'm the Lord. I'm actually the Lord of Crime." Which is half true. One third and, true. And uh, one third true. More like a half and a fourth and a fourth, I would say. I would say Moriarty is more of a half. Fair enough. But, um, but Irene goes like wide-eyed and like, oh my gosh, he really is a little crime. He just might. He's, he's crazy enough to do it. 
Um, <laughs> but does he ever say what the aristocrat did to deserve death? That's he what does. I was getting at. What does he say? I don't remember. Ben, do you want to take it? You'll be got it. I don't. Me- I remember he explains it, but I don't okay. remember what the reason it was. So the Baron is in charge of like a bunch of opera houses around the world. Some in America, some in Germany, or something like that, and uh, or France. And he set one of them on fire to get insurance money, but That's there's a whole right. bunch of people yeah, in it, and he killed yeah, a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, he oh. just he just which Cole thinks is hilarious. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't walk that way after back, boys. Yeah, he um. <laughs> That's right. I do remember now. He uh, he's super shady and like gets his gets the insurance money illegally, but also doesn't mind killing people. And yeah, now I remember. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, you're right. You're right. He did. He did at least give a reason to Irene. Yep. Fair enough. But yeah, that's basically that's basically what he's throwing down to her. So what's she gonna? She she's it. Shit, there's nothing for her to do. She has no choice. She's like, crap, I gotta go back. Yeah, she's thrown off. Yeah, she's, she, is. she is actually quite thrown off. I yeah. was kind of wondering if during this exchange she would turn the tables at some point or just because her character does seem to gain the upper hand a lot. But no, this was 100% Albert owned every moment of this conversation. And she was you know, sweating throughout, looking... You know, and then she also walked away like visibly affected by that interaction. Um, was quite something. Yeah. Yeah, and he calls her he calls her bluff pretty quick about why she hasn't done anything with these papers because these papers yeah. are a huge right. deal, bigger than she could have imagined. And she she tells him She's what's in there. In over her head. Yeah. And Albert's like, oh, so it's not just the royal family has done something wrong. The entire country of England has done something wrong. <laughs> which really got me going like, what could be in this, these documents? Yeah, I was very curious. I had no idea what that was going to end up being. Like I had zero guesses. I didn't even guess. Cause I was like, I don't know what it's going to be. The queen's queen's portfolio of hit lists. Who knows? Yeah, it wasn't that. It was. It was crazier. It was, yeah. So she goes back to retrieve said documents from Sherlock's house, but right as she's about to open the door, well, first she gets bumped into by somebody. Right? Oh no, that's already happened. That, that was the other episode. Yeah. yeah. So right when she's about to open the door, the top floor of the building explodes. Kabooms! Kabooms! She runs upstairs, and everybody's upstairs, blown across the room. Miss Hudson's in there, trying to figure out what to do. She's frantic. Sherlock is bleeding. John is slammed against a table, wall, something blown up. And they start explaining, you need to run. (laughs) Run. The shadowy man in the mask came, and we wouldn't give give you up. He demanded to know where you were. And they basically tell the whole story of how somebody came and threatened them, and he planted a bomb. They didn't see it. He blew up the top top floor. <laughs> and you're like, crap. Yeah. What uh, <laughs> what moment did you guys figure it out? I didn't. When he came and took the papers. That's when I figured it out. 
<laughs> uh, same answer for me. I didn't figure it out either. <laughs> oh, I'm I rarely figure things out, so I will share mine. So whenever he turned the door handle, my jaw just dropped. I was like, "What?" Uh, and then she ran in, and even when she ran in the room, I was still bought in the situation. However, the moment Sherlock started talking to her, I was like, oh, they're essentially trying this again. What they tried at her place, which is cause uh, cause an issue in the house. So she goes and gets her papers. Um, that's whenever I was like, oh, OK, they got her. <laughs> I was for they sure Mrs. Hudson would not allow this extreme of a thing. <laughs> she did, yeah. did. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Blew up the and whole top the layer of her house. Floor. Her reasoning was good. Like, so I wasn't about to mess that up. Yeah. Even, even um, when the papers get grabbed, the hand, I thought it was Moriarty or like Mycroft or somebody else, Ooh. like that had planted the bomb, and not Mycroft. I didn't think Mycroft planted the bomb, but whoever had planted the bomb, I thought they hung around and they grabbed the papers, gotcha. and then it's like, oh, it's Sherlock. What? And then you know, obviously, it's like, oh, it was a ploy. But Sherlock looks at the papers, and this is when we learn what it is. The which I I do love when there's these things like rewriting of history and like conspiracy theories and like that sort of stuff. It's just fun. It's fun in a fiction story. So it's basically, the, the there's this fictional or is it's it fun narrative? <laughs> Maybe this is how they're revealing England's plot behind what happened <laughs> in an anime. <laughs> um. So England basically decided to do a social experiment in France and basically underground caused the French Revolution and (laughs) threw France into chaos. Uh, So it was England's fault. They were messing in foreign territories as a social experiment to see if taking a monarchy to a republic would work. Caused the French Revolution, whoops, and as a byproduct, weakened France and made England a superpower. So um, that's the papers. That's what they don't want to get out to the world. Yeah. Well, she does warn them, if you look at it, you can't go back. And Sherlock's answer is great. He's like, I literally just blew up a house. I'm going <laughs> to look at these papers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. committed. Yeah, he's like, I'm, no way I'm going back now. Plus, he's obviously, as we've seen from other episodes, such a curious person. He's There's zero chance that he's not going to look at these. I agree. I love the conspiracy of that, that that's a possibility, that the French Revolution yeah. was started because of the British government's involvement. Yeah. <laughs> as a half social experiment, and ooh, if it, if it turns out they destroy each other, at least that's good for us. <laughs> Win-win. Win-win. Well, for the, for the English, not for the French. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if any French people have watched this and just been super offended. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. They're hearing it for the first time, though, so that's probably got to oh, be tough. That does have to be tough. Yeah. Imagine communicating your country's darkest, darkest secrets through Japanese animation. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, basically, if we found out that Canada um, was the instigator of the Civil War. That's basically <laughs> what it is. 
Yep. <laughs> Except for we still became the superpowering candidate. Candidate. I mean, yeah. Canada, you, you guys are a superpower in your own right in something. Politeness. Politeness. <laughs> maple syrup. Hockey. Maple, hockey. Oh yeah. They, they won't that is. That. I honestly that you could label them a superpower in hockey. They're um. Tim Hortons is good. Canadian bacon. <laughs> All right, let's stop while we're ahead. <laughs> uh, to all of our Canadian friends, including mine, I actually have Canadian friends that hopefully are still listening to this. Um, we love you guys. Cousins to the north. Anyway, moving on from this lovely awkwardness. So. I agree. <laughs> is uh is the end of the episode the Moriarty's riding in the carriage? Uh, no, that's uh when the British government secret is explained. Last is Irene. Uh, she tells Sherlock, like, okay, hey, I made a deal with the government. I'm gonna give them their papers back and everything's oh, gonna be yeah. okay. Flying straight to his face, she leaves and Holmes either knows it or right she away. She goes upstairs. Or, right. She doesn't leave. Sorry, you're right. She leaves the conversation and Holmes either knows it right away or figures it out super fast where he just gets super angry. And he's like, I can't believe it. She is lying to my face. She's obviously yep. made a deal with the Lord with of Crime. Lord of Crime. It's elementary, Watson. How did you not figure this out? I do that's- love that they call him the Lord of Crime. Like that's now a moniker <laughs> like that everybody acknowledges. It's the Lord of Crime, everybody. It works. It works. Uh... Oh, I'm remembering the final shot is like all three of the Moriarty's. When he says Lord of Crime, it's like, yep. such a good shot. This show does such a good job at shots, man. Yeah. Because they show characters. It's Moriarty's eye and then it zooms out to like all of them. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Yeah, that like last 30 seconds of the show, Holmes figuring out, getting really mad and then yeah, saying the Lord of the Crime, and then the shot of those three, you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> crazy. It's about to be a big party. Yep. So actually, this is, I, I so I didn't realize this was a three-part um, little arc. So we are ending on a cliffhanger, classic us. Oh. And um, <laughs> we'll find out the end of it we next week. We should have done them together. <laughs> <laughs> if only someone had texted that as an option, but, you know, whatever. It's no big deal. Um, no, I wanted to record this weekend, but I've lost my train of thought. Um, yeah. So, so while you try to find it. I found it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'll stop then. No, you're good. Go ahead. So uh, while you're trying to find it, uh, I'm glad Albert was a big player in this episode. He's taken a back seat for the past yeah. many. Yeah. Like he was big at the beginning. You know, he stabs his, his little brother as a child. Oops. And then you don't see him for a while. <laughs> yeah. And now he's back. So I'm glad yeah. he had a big part. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had a cool moment for Fred recently. Uh, Fred, I, I in a recent episode, at least I listened to of ours, uh, Fred got some shout outs. It's just good for a show like when Fred. they bring out individual characters. Yeah. Yep. 
Colonel had uh, the other Colonel had some good moments. I feel like right away when he was introduced, uh, Lewis has not really had for me had any good moments recently, but he continues to play a a, a prominent role in the relationships there. He is definitely a supporting role to Moriarty, like two thousand percent. Oh yeah, I I yeah, he's okay. Gonna, I'm he's hoping... definitely going off book though soon yeah i i hope based on the theme songs that he does more cool stuff because he always has like daggers and like ninja stuff going on but he's yet to do that except for that one time where he drops in the alley yes um so again like i'm like where is that gonna come out again (laughs) but we're just waiting um my question was we had some new theme songs opening and closing songs oh did we we did (laughs) We're all on brand. <laughs> How were they? Did you guys like them more? Well, I was going to ask that. Mainly, I guess, to Cole, you know, because two of us watch them. The opening songs, the opening, the opening song is pretty good. It's got some good uh, glamour shots of each character. I love the shot where the colonel flips his gun around. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then the closing song is a lot more appropriate than the first closing song. It still felt a little too electronic for me. Well, it wasn't like. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, you it know, definitely like, was not. First the song same was as like, the, "Hey, we're happy." The first one. Yeah, it didn't make sense, but this one fit, was more fitting. Yeah, they're getting closer. It's good to hear. <laughs> they're getting closer. Yeah, it still was not what I wanted, but at the same time, I was like, eh, "It's better than what I expected." So it's good. Yeah. Hmm. So my final thing to say, um, as you know, I'm watching this in English. Mycroft, I'm going to tell you some characters and some past characters these voice actors have done. Mycroft's voice actor is J. Michael Tatum, and he is the voice actor Ooh, of Scar from Brotherhood. <gasps> nice. Who is also Commander Irwin from Attack on yeah. Titan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so his Wait, voice is great. For the Colonel? For Mycroft. Like, oh, for Mycroft. Oh, for Mycroft. Oh, that's still awesome. Yeah. I mean, his it's voice is great. cool and subbed as well. Who is, uh, is there any other people? There's one more that you would know. The other ones are pretty either new faces or, you know, pretty minute. But the one Just that you would know. animes we've watched. Yeah. James Moriarty, our Save protagonist, me. is Aaron Dismuke or Dismuke. He is the original Alphonse Elric. All grown oh, no up. Way. So Interesting. I don't know if I could. I would recognize. Can you tell at all? Yeah. Or did you have to look it up? No, I knew it. Well, I I heard it and I was like, that sounds like Alphonse. And it was. Wow. Interesting. That's cool. Was there a. That's fun. That's right. They switched. Well, he was was too old for when Brotherhood came out. He couldn't be a kid anymore. So they gave it to some other actress. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Which one do you like better? The first one, for me. First one. What about you? Uh, it's hard to say. He was good for I, a kid. He was good for a kid actor, but I think Brotherhood had more acting range. You think so? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. That's fine. This one, I this one, I won't. I won't be dying on any hills for. Mm. that's good I wouldn't want you dying 
Yeah, we don't want that. Thank you. Excuse me. That was rude. Yeah, it was. Anywho. <laughs> well, we are in the middle of a cliffhanger. Classic us. We will be back next week Classic. to finish that cliffhanger, fall off the cliff, find out what happens, roll around the mud, get back at it. But until that happens, y'all just got to hang tight for another week. Until next week on Three Dads. Talking about anime. What do you get when you add two plus one? You get three dads talking about anime. What do you get when three guys love anime? You get three dads talking about anime. What do you get when those three guys love guys having start having kids? Dads and so become fathers and each have kids. Went on the beach and separate ways. What happens? So you get three dads talking about anime. Three dads, three dads talking about anime.